Welcome to the Coaching Skills for Leaders podcast with Jana Henderson and Neil Thubron. The purpose of the podcast is to help leaders anywhere develop their coaching skills to transform the lives of those they lead as well as their own. Okay, welcome to another episode of Coaching Skills for Leaders where we are trying to help bring coaching skills to leaders to help them be better leaders and help them use those skills with their teams, with their peers, with their customers, and just help them be better leaders and help people around them more. Jana, good to see how you today. Yeah, great. Good, good day to you over there in the UK. I'm excited about this one because I feel like this is really a key conversation or key topic for anybody who is interested in reaching new exciting goals in their lives and um it's one that's often not i think really not enough time is spent on this topic i think if in some ways you can't ever really spend too much time on this topic to get really really clear which is around goal setting but not just goal setting in the simpler form like most people will have heard about the smart goals right we're wanting to talk about what actually constitutes a well formed outcome or well formed goal and what that means and why you should care yeah absolutely yeah cuz it's very easy when someone when when you're sitting down with someone in a coaching session or a leader sitting down with an employee or a customer and saying, you know, what, what is it you want to achieve? What what are you focused on? What's your goal? To take that goal and, as you say, you could apply the SMART approach to it, which is let's make it specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, put some time boundaries around it. But actually, you know, one of the things we learn as coaches and we want to share with you now is how to create a well-formed goal a really well-formed goal. And that could apply to long-term goals over multiple years, um, and it can apply to a goal for a 30-minute or 60-minute coaching session as well. Mm-hmm. So so where should we start with this? Where would be a good place to, to help? Well, I, think, I think it's really important that we make the distinction first about why we care that there's a difference between mm-hmm. goal setting traditionally and a well-formed outcome. And that is that if they, I think when you ask a person, you know, what's your goal? They might very quickly come up with something that they would like to work towards. Um, however, I think there's, a, uh, there's something about a well-formed outcome where we really are looking to make sure that the individual is stating what they're looking to accomplish in the positive and they're looking at what is the goal beyond the goal so it's like it's like a level deeper really it just gives Mm. more um it makes sure i feel like that when we get there whatever there is we do actually have the experience we were seeking and not just hitting a milestone and then thinking oh is this all there is or actually i didn't want this i wanted that so it's really testing i feel the goal setting process a little bit more in depth to make sure that we are in control for example or the coachee or the the person that is setting the goal is in control of creating it we're not just like pointing fingers like what they want to create in their team and it's like out there you know where it's really the coachee's taking ownership for it it is for the coachee and that you know we identify some resources but we're also we are making it measurable to a certain extent, but more in the way of asking, how will they know, right? Like, how will they know that they got there? And you know very well, and anybody who's worked with me knows very well, that I will always ask this question of what 
will having that do for you? And this is intentionally phrased in this way where it presupposes that the person will accomplish their goal, right? What will having that do for you, not what would. Um, very, very important distinction from an NLP perspective. Um, but it really looks at, okay, what's actually what I call the meta outcome? What is it that you think having that will do for you? And this is where it actually gets more into the meat of the goals, right? Yeah, and so, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's the, so. So when when you're trying to clarify, when you're trying to get to that really well formed outcome, I love the question: What will having that do for you? Because it gets someone to think into the future, think about what that really is. And what I find with this process of of really drilling into a well formed outcome is most of the time the original goal that was presented changes. Yeah. And you end up looking at a completely different goal. I, I had an example this morning, actually, in a coaching session where a, a goal was presented when I went uh, when I started the call about what the person wanted to achieve during the coaching session. You know, what, what do you want to achieve from this coaching session? And as we started drilling into, so what will having that do for you or or, or what will that mean when you get there? And also, how will you know? The, the goal changed as we were talking through mm-hmm. it. And the more you dig in mm-hmm. the, and, and uncover that, uh, the, the more I find the goal changes. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is really critical because it prevents the disappointment that might be on the other side of accomplishing a simple goal because mm-hmm. we realize that it wasn't actually about that. Right. So one of the most common examples I feel like in society is this desire to make more money. I want to, you could be setting this goal. I want to earn more money. I want to grow my business to X. I want to, you know, in some shape or form, increase my wealth. And then the question really is, what will having that do for you, right? You start to realize that it's probably not about the specific number in the bank. It's something that you're seeking beyond the finances. And, you know, for somebody, it might be some more, you know, peace of mind. It might be future-proofing their lives. It might be about, um, you know, creating something in their lives that would, they feel like help them. Um, It never really is about growing the business in that particular way, right? Like it's not about just the number. So here's, here's a start of doing that. And then I think where we take it even another step further in a well-formed outcome is we're really testing, um, the conditioning of the individual and whether it would actually allow for that goal to come into being. And so one of the questions I like to ask is, what might you lose that you value? Because it prompts the individual to think, okay, well, if I got to this goal, you know, is there anything I might have to give up that actually I'm not willing to give up? Right. Mm-hmm. And So then at least we can look at it uh, when we know if there are any obstacles like that, or it might affect our lives, our close, you know, family, people around us in a way that maybe isn't optimal, then, you know, us accomplishing this goal. Say, for example, a very common, you know, example, again, in this context would be to say, well, I want to earn more money. And then the person thinks they need to work more and that might affect their family life, et cetera. Right. Like, so it's a very common scenario people can relate to. Um, So it would be very hard to go and grind against this 
value of the person that, you know, maybe values family very much or their time with their spouse um, to work more hours, it's going to be very hard going to get to that goal. So this is a way of us preventing or mitigating from the start the things that are maybe in the way of accomplishing the goal as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, those are great, great examples and ones that come up regularly. And I, I think it's probably just worth walking through the kind of the, the stages of, of the kind of questions that you could ask mm-hmm. when you're and, and the example that popped into my head was a similar one was around, you know, I'm looking for my next career. My, you know, my, my goal is I want to become vice president of sales in two years time. Mm-hmm. That might be that might be a good example, a career goal. Yeah. Or I might want to become a CFO or whatever the goal is. Right. Um, so the goal's clear and you've got a timeline on it. Is it achievable? Yes. Is it realistic? Yes. Um, is it measurable? Yes, because you get the title. Okay, so you've got the smart goal. Okay. So then if you ask that question, you've just said, well, what will having that do for you? Then I don't know, you might get an answer like, um, well, it'll give me the the salary I need, uh, the money I need, because it'll give me the status, or it'll make me feel like I've progressed in my in my life and I'm at the right level for the age I am, or whatever the kind of things we normally hear. <laughs> so you smiley because you've heard this so many times. <laughs> And then, and then you get there. Okay, so and what will having that do for you? And that's exactly. where this brilliant question to ask again, and and, um, and keep asking. You know, what will having just you know, what will having that money do for you? What will having that status do for you? What do you think that will bring you mm-hmm. that you haven't got now? Right. Um, exactly. So these kind of questions, and and then the, the other question, Yana said, they bring that in as well. You know, what might you lose that you value? when you step into that new role mm-hmm. um and it does regularly come up well i'm gonna have to spend more time away from home or i'm i think i'm gonna have to spend more time away from home or i'm gonna um i always find it's useful to actually drill in a little bit to that because yeah. quite often that's a belief or a perception and it's not necessarily the truth absolutely same goes uh, for you know uh, i think when pursuing leadership positions often is also associated with losing peers or team members or the yeah. environment of working in teams and closely with teams um that it could be lonely at the top you know it's very common belief um those types of things would show up here as well uh, but yeah this is exactly i mean as you know as a coach of course we then can go into the beliefs that are under there because really where we work is the identity and belief level because that's what creates more permanent change not just behavioral change um but it, you, i think the the listener will hopefully get the idea that really we want to ask a few more questions beyond the smart goal in order to help a person get really really clear on what it is that um they actually are looking for yeah and i think there's a couple more questions i just want to bring into the mix here yeah. that i think just takes to a slightly different place and, and i know this is another great question that you ask regularly is who will you need to become mm-hmm. to, to be in that role so who, who do you how do you need to develop who do you need to become which is a, another great way of getting people to think about what it's going to be like moving to that goal and a, a question that i think really helps unlock in an it can be a big term goal or a short term goal is what makes this important to you now mm-hmm. is another great question to ask just to help get that well formed goal is this really something is it just something you think you should do mm-hmm. or is it really important to you now um, yeah what makes it significant right now is a great question because it usually highlights <clears throat> a problem that the person's been dealing with that they're trying to get out of Yeah. So then this might be a typical question where the goal actually changes. 
Can you see that? So, so if say, for example, if you ask, well, what makes this significant right now? Um, I have an example, a really simple one. Um, I once had a client come to me where I thought we are talking about, um, you know, making an exit plan from their company. And, you know, that's basically all we talked about is like two hoops to create a life um, that was going to be somewhat disentangled from the business that they built and a new chapter, next chapter going forwards. Um, and I didn't ask this question those many years ago. Um, but later on, I found out that what actually made that significant at that time was that um, they had moved in with a, with a partner and the partner started witnessing the amount of time that was spent at work um, and with work on the phone, on the laptop, and that uh, my client wasn't actually feeling that driven, happy and excited to be there. So the partner was questioning, you know, if this was really what they wanted to do. And so yeah. really it was a, it was a situation where um, the partner said, well, look, uh, you know, I think, I don't think it might be sustainable for us as a couple if this is how you're going to be working going forward. So actually underneath that was the struggle and stress of the relationship being tested mm -hmm. by the way that my client was seeing and, and dealing with work. And so this is, you know, what if I had asked what makes this significant right now, then I would have heard, you know, those years ago that it was actually about something else. And it really is a fantastic question to ask because it usually highlights something that's going on that we're feeling really stressed by. You could say same thing for, you know, another goal that people might relate to very well is, you know, want to lose weight, right? Or I want to um, get, you know, into a fitness routine. How often do we hear that, right? A healthy routine. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. But if you're asking about what makes that significant now, you might find out that either there was just some test results that came out that weren't actually that encouraging, or that there's some pressure on the relationship at home in terms of, um, you know, just the connection is missing, the intimacy is missing, you know, it could be about all sorts of things. And that's where then actually the coaching gold lies. Now, we're obviously mm. finding ourselves here in the context of business and business leadership. Um, but it's just as relevant, because if you're asking your employee who walks in with the goal of um, wanting to earn more money, you might actually find out that either they just split up from their partner and that's why they now need to be financially independent and earn more money or that there's some other circumstance. They got pregnant. They're starting to save money. Like, you know what I mean? So there, this question will always uncover a definitely a layer deeper. And that's why we must not, uh, um, you know, ignore that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think a really important point to make to the leaders on, on this, who are listening to this is it takes a little bit of time to do this. And it feels like oh, God, I haven't got time to to to, to go through all these questions because they presented the goal. I want I just why don't we just get on with working on that goal? Mm -hmm. But actually, if imagine the, the examples Yana's just used there. If you spend that time getting to the real goal and really what's behind it, how much more powerful that's going to be for the person and helping them. So mm -hmm. just investing that time, and it doesn't have to take you know hours and hours and hours of time. It could be done very quickly by asking the right questions and and listening I'm pushing pulling my ears and listen <laughs> to the answers because again without judgment without preconception of the mm -hmm. but really listening and then thinking from a mindset of how can I help how can I help this person in front of me um so yeah it's really 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 key to that 
getting to the next goal, getting to the goal below the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you just said is, go on, go you, on. you had another thought. I, I just wanted to pick up on something that you said because I think it's really critical is that it, in order to do this well, it really presupposes that the leader asking these questions has an empty cup and doesn't bring any um, of their own judgment or assessment into this. Because I think I can imagine, I certainly have done it myself, that when someone brings a problem, we'd be quite easy and tempted and led to thinking that we know what the goal is that the person has, Mm. right? Like it's very, very, very um, easily done. And so, you know, be, being really aware and being in this coaching mindset that we've talked about many, many times is what would lead to more depth and more clarity here and not the quick, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you need. I, I know what you need. And I think that's really important, too. You know, we, we were teaching one of our coaching skills for leaders courses the other day and they're in a demo coaching step. And it's, it, it's very natural when you hear a goal that someone presents that you want to help them you want to help them with advice but the, the, it takes a a moment like a breath like a moment to just pause and think step back a little bit move back a bit and just think actually what what question could i ha- ask them to help them really uncover what's behind that goal or what or get some more clarity around that goal before i jump in mm-hmm. and start giving advice or what questions that i ask that might help them come to the to their own conclusion or their own solution to this goal. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the other thing that popped into my head, actually, was I was thinking of a, a real scenario where I was asked by someone recently I was coaching, that I, I want to try and be better at coaching. But it's very, you know, when someone comes, one of my employees comes in and presents a, an issue and they say, can I have your advice on this, please? Mm. I find it very difficult to to step back and and go into coaching mode. And and I think you know what we talked through was just asking a few questions to really understand why that problem is important, what that problem is, what that what they hope to achieve. Even even a question about you've just walked into my office or you've just called me, what would what would be a great outcome from this conversation that mm-hmm. we're going to have? Just asking a simple goal orientated question like that. Yeah. And, and 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 what would having that do for you? Yeah. Or you know, so and just even just focusing on what do you want from this conversation mm-hmm. at this moment that makes it important from me. Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. Um, around it's almost like any question will be better than any advice or jumping to <laughs> conclusion, right? Like so just any question, if you can at all stop yourself in the moment, go like <gasps> Okay, any question, any yeah. what or how question, especially ideally not a why question because that kind of puts people on the back foot and get them gets them defensive, but really almost any question is better than uh, just jumping right in because I think what's still the most difficult to do for leaders that haven't got haven't practiced this coaching mindset is their desire to help and fix and be so solution oriented that they think within a couple of sentences that they know what the other person wants and then they make suggestions and solutions but they're missing the critical points right so every time i witness in our in our training sessions where you know or any any new young coach when they're coaching around the goal i always think they jump right in way too early 
right? Way too early. They haven't actually clarified what the goal is. Um, there's, it's not clear what the person would want to walk away with. Or I can just sense by the way the person described the goal that there's something else behind it, which we also did have, right? In yeah, our previous yeah. training where the person was sort of saying, well, they wanted to have a good experience on a trip abroad, you know, talking to, um, to their suppliers or clients in the country. And actually what it was all about was that um, she was anticipating getting uh, certain feedback and and was feeling uncomfortable about that. So it was really more about managing that experience than it was about dealing with those clients, right? Like on a more surface level. So it was yeah. very evident. And and these are the kinds of situations where I feel like, you know, if we can just pause and move from boss mode or mentor mode into coach mode, we will get in, f in five minutes to a very, very different outcome that will be much more empowering for everybody. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And just some of those questions we've we've shared with you in this conversation, just around, if, if you just pause and just ask some of those questions, you know, what what will having that do for you? What what might you lose? What um, How will you know when you've got there? Or what, what makes that important? Now, just, just pause and ask one of those questions and it will open up a whole new avenue of conversations. Yeah. And, and the listening is key, actually. And it's interesting. There was a one of the conversations that I had recently was a salesperson comes in. I need some advice because I'm I'm not getting any responses to my emails to my to this uh, senior person in the in the customer. And it would be easy to jump in and give advice on. Okay, so what, well, what you could try is you could try contacting this person or try contacting this person, or you could try phoning them or try, you know, whatever. And um, but they paused, they asked questions. So, um, you know, what's the outcome you're looking for here? Mm -hmm. And the outcome it actually wasn't to contact the managing director. The outcome was to get uh, their support for a project. Mm -hmm. So the project was that they wanted to to get commitment on. They needed the manager director support. Okay, so that's the outcome. And then what what they then went through the goal process of that of that outcome and so on. And I won't go through all of it. But what just occurred to me is actually there's probably a goal below the goal is, which is um probably more of a belief is about how how I feel about approaching senior people or how that salesperson felt about approaching senior people. Mm -hmm. because they probably knew what to do, but they felt comfortable sending an email rather than phoning them up or going and meeting them. Mm -hmm. And and so there there was probably even a layer below yeah. the, the, the great coaching that that person did to actually get to that um, that kind of belief level. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think you're demonstrating with that example really beautifully that really this kind of context that we're sharing um, with you today about what's a well-formed outcome or goal applies to both your work with your teams and your um, team members. It applies to a, uh, you know, how you sit down for yourself, right, and plan out your own goals, but also how you are being in the business and planning business goals. So you're really not wasting any time applying this everywhere you can, because it will just be much, you will, I think, feel very quickly the benefits of just digging a little bit more deeply and spending a bit more time on what it is you're actually seeking. And I, I really liked, uh, there's kind of a couple of bonus questions there for me. Um, one was around, you know, you said, who might you need to become, right? Like, who, or who would you like to become in order to accomplish that? Um, and that goes along with sort of the identity piece. And then mm. 
I'll speak to that in a second. And the other is really about um, the feelings that the person is craving, because very often I feel like underneath any goal, we're all just pursuing a specific feeling, even if it's a feeling of status because we earn a specific amount of money, or if it is, you know, feeling better in our bodies, or if it feels feeling more connected to our purpose or feeling more connected to our spouse, there is definitely a desire to feel something because otherwise we wouldn't be pursuing it. So I do find it helpful to find out what it is that we anticipate to be feeling. And so aside from um, the, you know, who might you want to become question, I always like to ask, you know, what does that mean to you specifically? That mm. word specifically can bring so much more depth because if a person says, well, I just want to, you know, have this leadership function and then, you know, I'll, um, I'll be happier. Okay, well, what does that mean to you specifically? So then we get to the, to the meta outcome that way also. In any context, whenever somebody uses a more global phrase of confidence, more time, um, you know, or they want to feel anything, they want to have any, anything, there usually is like a blanket statement. Okay, what does that mean to you specifically? We'll give you a lot more clarity there. Um, and I think the um, the becoming piece is really, really important because it helps the person look at what kind of parts of themselves, you know, in their identity would need to shift in order to become this person. So, you know, especially when it becomes like a, about a, for example, right now I'm working with somebody who's stepping into a very global political leadership role um, from a business role, you know, a business leadership role. And there are some very different things required you know, uh, around communication skills, around, you know, diplomatic thinking and speaking and all of those things. And so little by little, every conversation, I can sense that we're actually dancing around this, who do I need to be becoming? Because mm -hmm. the person is anticipating that this, this kind of issue that she found in her business might be even more of an issue in that new context, right? So it's a really, really empowering question because it helps us, you know, also in determine, but also enjoy the path because really any goal pursuit is about the way to get there. Like it's enjoying the process to get there. Yeah. Um, and I can feel almost another podcast coming on, on this one on who do I need to become and, and then um, coaching around that because I can think of lots of examples where I've, I've, I've had to do just that. And, and that's, and just focusing on that question and coaching around that can be quite a, a big yeah. topic on its own. So maybe yeah. that's one for the, the list. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, because I can see too how, you know, with an employee, especially when we're, you know, doing talent development with our team, right? That, that's a critical thing um, mm. because I feel like, you know, I actually think you've mentioned this as an example where one of your daughters had said one of the things that she likes is that there's a lot of develop focus on development in the company that she works at, right? Yeah. So yeah. not, or that that's what young people seek from employers at the very least, right? Correct, yeah. And so I, you know, I have yet to meet um, 
you know, people, I've had an experience of that myself, thankfully, in my past career at Cooper Perry in the UK and at PwC in the UK. Um, I felt like those were, you know, very much focused on the individual, but it was like on a somewhat of a professional level. Mm-hmm. And um, I have yet to meet leaders that are really, really going the extra mile and figuring out what does this young person actually seek to accomplish and why, what's part of their purpose, their their um, their soul's path that I can contribute to, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think that would be a wonderful conversation. So let's just uh, book it in our calendars to have. Put a pin in it, I think, is the American yeah. expression, isn't it? As we would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so the focus today, I think we're kind of wrap, rolling up, rounding up there, is um, was all around this well-formed goal, Move, moving past the SMART goal, and getting more under the covers of what's really behind it so you can really help the person focus on what they need Mm. and then how you can help them with with that focus. Um, Is there any final thoughts you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, I think I think this is going to be really hitting a lot of nerves. You know, I think I can see how people might really um, eat this episode up because it is very, very helpful to come at goal planning from a different angle mm-hmm. if we want to actually accomplish them. Cause I think, you know, people historically just struggle with, you know, making things happen in the end. And I think it's often because there is a step missed in the middle between the goal planning and the action taking. And that is this, like making it a lot more clear on what it is we're actually pursuing. Yeah, Because and, then and- the how kind of comes out in the wash too. Exactly. Yeah, the how, the how, sort of the re, the options in the grow model. That what are we going to do? Comes out, or how? What are the options we got available to us? Comes out, and um, yeah. And I think for for you know a lot of people ask me, a lot of people I work with say, how can I be a, bring coaching more often into my leadership role? How can I start acting and behaving more like a coach? Here's a great way of doing it. Just mm-hmm. you've got some great questions there that we shared with you. Mm-hmm. Take a moment just to take that breath, pause, and ask a great question when your employee, customer, or someone comes to you. Um, so you can try that coaching methodology. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Till next time. Have fun trying practicing. Yeah, absolutely. All the best. Great to speak to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to Coaching Skills for Leaders podcast with Yana and Neil. If you found the conversation useful, please share with your colleagues and friends. Please also leave us a rating and a review. And if you would like to connect with us directly to discuss your own or your business needs, you will find our contact details in the show notes below.